a banker picks up the guitar and goes like this, you know. And a rock and roller goes like that. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of BPM, the podcast where we get behind people's music. Thank you very much for coming along and listening this week. I hope you've had a good time and uh, you're having a good life out there. Special welcome to first-time listeners, and if you've never listened to BPM Pod before, let me just give you a little bit about what we do here. BPM Pod is a podcast hosted by me, Ashley Scrace Fendel, where we talk to amateur or unsigned musicians to try and discover some of the new talent that is around in the musical field. I'm based in Berlin, so a lot of stuff comes out of Berlin, but it's not restricted to Berlin. So if you want to be on the podcast and you're somewhere else, or you have other people that you'd like to get involved, always get in touch. But it's really about discovering these musicians and talking about their inspirations, what drives them, how they have energy to play, you know, their, their story and their journey and their ambitions. And it's really about getting behind that. Hence, BPM, Behind People's Music, it also works with BPM beats per minute, which is very musically related. So that's all good. So every two weeks we hear from a new singer-songwriter who I've interviewed and talked to and we've really got behind here on BPM Pod. And this week is no different as we hear from Norwegian-Russian singer-songwriter Maria Merck and she will be coming up a little bit later on. But before we get into the meat of the episode, there are a few regular features I like to do in the beginning, in the introduction, and we'll first start with the tracks of the week in a second, but before that, I want to talk about a concert I went to the other day, and that is Jim James uh, of My Morning Jacket, he's doing a solo tour right now, and uh, yeah, here's my quick thoughts on that. Now, some people might know who Jim James is, or is just such a generic name. Maybe you think you've heard of Jim James, but actually you haven't, kind of thing. Um, Jim James is the lead singer of the band My Morning Jacket, American sort of classic rock, soft rock, psychedelic rock band. One of my favorite bands of all time, actually. Um, I really loved them when I was younger and then only really got back into them when I went to university and beyond um, and then really really got back into them when their album The Waterfall came out after I'd left university and um, really revisited a lot of their stuff and now I own most of their stuff on vinyl and I tried to track them as much as possible and I actually saw them in New York um, in 2017 uh, with my wife and they were fantastic really really fantastic Um, So when Jim James announced he was doing his solo tour, I was straight on it. Um, So he played this small gig at a place called Music und Freuden, I think it is. Music und Frieden? I'm not sure what it was called. Anyway, it's in Kreuzberg, just over from uh, Warschauer Brücke in Berlin. And a small show, about 200 people, max, and it was just him and his acoustic guitar. Um, very, very respectful crowd, very, very silent, and it was quite unusual for Berlin, really. Normally the crowds are a little bit rowdy or into some sort of, you know, drugs or alcohol or something, so it was quite nice to have this really respectful audience. Oh, 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 oh,
Jim James is a prolific songwriter. He writes a bunch of stuff for My Morning Jacket, as mentioned. He does his own solo stuff, and he writes for other people as well. And it really was just cool to hear him in this stripped-back, sort of naked way, I guess. I think he played about 22 songs in total, uh, a spread of My Morning Jacket stuff, solo stuff, and uh, some old and some new, brand new stuff. And his voice is just incredible. He's got this lovely, angelic tone to it. It's just smooth, but can also be quite raw. And uh, it's actually quite well intonated, even though sometimes a bit sloppy. And it's this lovely balance that, I don't know, it's just something that I, I don't really hear many people sing in that way. And yeah, sure, he probably doesn't have the range and a lot of the high notes. I mean, you have to go falsetto or really sort of strain for, but I found his voice to be excellent. Guitar playing, I mean, it's fantastic, but at the same time, it's very rhythm-based chords. It's just a stripped-back acoustic gig, so it's very much like root chords and uh, Gs and Cs and Ds and things, so nothing too difficult there. But the actual sound was fantastic, and I really can't fault it whatsoever. It was a really, really cool, intimate gig in quite a cool venue. If you do get the chance to see Jim James solo, I think his solo tour is still continuing, then definitely check that out. And if you don't, just check him out anyway. Uh, I mean, he's famous in his own right and probably doesn't need more plugging, but a uh, very, very good singer-songwriter and some fantastic 70s, 80s sort of driven music coming out of Jim James and My Morning Jacket. So definitely worth a listen. Talking of things that are worth a listen, it's time for the Tracks of the Week. Tracks of the Week. So Tracks of the Week this week. There are three, actually, that have really taken me by surprise. One is by the band called Go Go Penguin. Now, listeners of this podcast have probably actually heard of Go Go Penguin before. I kind of feel like I'm quite late to the game here. Um, but I'd only just sort of tuned into them, this uh, trio from Manchester. And uh, it's very jazz, avant-garde kind of like pop. I don't really know the best way to put it. It's very instrumentally driven and uh, just some fantastic melodies and great stuff coming out of them. And the song that was played the other day that I've never heard before, and I'm sure you have, is called Bardot. So this lovely piano lick, very, very cool groove, nice percussion to it, and uh, it's just a really, really fantastic song, and I thoroughly recommend you check that out if you've never heard of them. That's Go Go Penguin and Bardo. Now there's a couple more coming up, and I'm going to mess up the pronunciation of them, I know it. First is a guy from Iceland, a guy called Ulafur Arnolds, and he has a song called Arbaklan or Arbakan, Arbakin, sorry, there we go, Arbakin. A-R-B-A-K-K-I-N, Arbakin, that's Ulafur Arnold, and he's Icelandic, and he has this fantastic modern classical piece, um, Arbakin, and it is just, it's tear-jerking, actually. Like, I heard it on the radio, and I immediately was like, wow, this guy knows his stuff. Like, he's really put a lot of emotion into this, and without words or without any sort of you know, pop riff or chorus or anything like that has really created something that's, um, that's fantastic.
So there are actually words in the song, and it's a poem um, that is being sort of read or sung over at the beginning. Um, and then it goes into this sort of instrumental um, section and outro, and it's just got such a lovely feeling to it, and it makes you sad and happy and joyful and melancholic all at the same time, and it's just this wonderful, wonderful piece of music. So really check that out. That's Olafur Arnolds, and the track is called Arbakin. And continuing my bad pronunciation problem, um, this episode really could just be called that, pronunciation problems, because there are quite a few. Um, the next band I'm going to talk about is a band called Bologi. B-A-L-O-G... B-A-L-O-J-I. Now, this band I don't actually know much about. Um, I just sort of, as I say, heard them on the radio and given them a quick Google and uh, found them on SoundCloud and Bandcamp and things. But the track I'm really, really interested in and one that I really, really love listening to is this one called Salil Devolt, S-O-L-E-I-L-D-E-V-O-L-T. What's that, Salil Devolt? So Salil Devolt is from the album 137 Avenue Kaniyama. Uh, it's the album from the band or artist Bologi. And uh, it's a sort of really cool world beat pop song. I don't really know a better way to put it than that. It's got a lot of sort of uh, bongo drums in it and stuff, but then it's got this really funky synth, uh, a lot of backing vocals and uh, almost rap-like lyrics. It kind of comes across like a remix almost of a song, you know, like someone you would expect would release this song uh, at a slower pace with less in it, and this would be the remixed version, but no, this is the actual version. And... uh, yeah, it's just this really, really cool album, actually. Uh, the whole album is really cool. And it's got this sort of 1970s Afro-American sort of, like, feel to it. This funk kind of soul R&B thing. This really rich sort of tapestry of, yeah, what is proper R&B music, I guess. And Salil Devolt is an absolutely uh, great track. Um, as I say, this very light sort of happy bubbly song and uh, I don't know if that's true like if the lyrics to it mean something completely different but it's um yeah just a really really great great um track and uh yeah there we go it's great now we continue the pronunciation problems once more because this week we're speaking to Norwegian Russian singer-songwriter Maria Merck. I think that's how you say it. M-O with a line through it. You've seen that before. It's a Norwegian character. R-K. Merck. I think that's how we say it. Maria and I sat down in her bedroom actually, perched on the end of her bed um, in her apartment in this room that was not the biggest you've ever seen but very cosy and minimalist and uh We perched on the end of her bed having this very relaxed conversation about music and things and, yeah, just about artistry in general because she is not just a singer-songwriter but is also an actress. You can find her in primarily Norwegian stuff but I'm pretty sure she's going to make a big name for herself one day. And she writes these very, very empowering but also very 
confessional kind of, I guess, uh, songs that are quite stripped back right now. Um, her previous releases have just seen her on guitar and piano. But she's got a new release coming up this year as well, and it's going to have a much more funk guitar-driven sound. She's only been in Berlin a few months and already has been gigging really regularly. I see her a lot on Facebook and things around the town and has already made quite a good reputation and name for herself, so well done. At the time of this being interviewed, you can tell my voice is slightly off. I was incredibly ill at the time. Um, This was a point in time where I was quite sick, so you can hear a bit of that. Um, And that sort of made us sound quite sleepy in this whole episode. But there we go. So here's what happened when we met. And it starts with me talking about her settling into Berlin and how she's got on here. And uh, yeah, how she's really built up this reputation so quickly. Because it's quite an enviable record of success. So this is what happened when I met Maria Merck. Hiding all your emotions dwelling under the surface All your disappointments right there under your skin So you hold your shield like you're in a battle Tell us a bit about yourself and your background Because you are working here in Berlin, we briefly talked about it But mm-hmm. you're also really new here mm-hmm. But you're also already gigging here So everything seems to have fallen into place quite well yeah. Tell us a little bit about how all of this has come about and about you So I moved to Berlin two months ago and uh, it's been, Berlin has received me with open arms. Um, Actually, a lot of the gigs that I got, I got them through Facebook, through Facebook groups. I found that they were really helpful here in Berlin. Like, Mm. I think other places, those Facebook groups might be like a little bit... They're quite dead. Yeah, nothing's happening, but here in Berlin, people are posting stuff all the time, like opportunities to play small bars or like acoustic shows and stuff like that. So I played, uh, the last show I did was on Friday at a bar called Ether. Aether? Aether, I know Aether. it. A E T H. Super tiny place. They have yeah. like a tattoo. Um, it's kind of like studio. steampunk inspired, isn't it? And stuff. It's a bit odd, but I, I've seen it a few times and everyone yeah. there seems nice. But I loved it. I had a great time. And that was my fifth show here in Berlin in two months. So wow. it's not that bad. So you are Norwegian Russian, yeah. right? And you moved here from Norway. Norway, yeah. Uh, Why was that? What was the sort of attraction? So what happened basically was that uh, I decided that I didn't want to live in Norway anymore because, I mean, I love Norway for many reasons, but as an artist, there's not really that much happening there. And uh, it's a pretty small country. I mean, Oslo, the capital, is like 600,000 people. Yeah, yeah. And I went traveling in the U.S. So I was traveling around in the U.S. for three months. I spent like one and a half month in California, a few weeks, one week in New Orleans, listening to jazz and blues. Nice, nice musical tour here. Yeah, amazing. And then also New York and Washington, D.C. And I played some shows there. And uh, I wanted to stay in the U.S., actually. But it's not that easy. It's not like you can just stay <laughs> no, there. No, no. But I've been researching like the visas, artist visas and such, and it's quite expensive. And uh, then I was like, I came back to Europe and I was like, shit, okay, where should I go in Europe that is an interesting uh, music city and in general, like a good mm. scene for artists? Mm. And it's like, for me, I think it's London or Berlin. Yeah. I don't really like London that much. No, same. Sorry. But <laughs> no, 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 no need to apologize. I don't really like it. It's also um, too expensive. It's but, too expensive. Yeah. And I just don't like the vibe. No. I find it a bit posh. Like there are cool areas, obviously, mm. but... Mm. 
Berlin is like so free and liberal and you just... have to do quite a lot to be weird here you yeah. really do yeah I mean that in a good way but... yeah 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 so and in the beginning I was just like okay I'm here now let's see what happens but then it's been so easy to meet people uh, get booked to play shows uh, I started recording with a producer Everything happened really, really quick, and wow. uh, I started loving the city more and more. Must be the chemicals in my veins, and that means therapy's going to waste, and that means I'm going out and sleeping in. It must be the devil inside me. So you've settled in very quickly to this musical scene, but tell us a little bit about your musical um, background. So you're a singer-songwriter, yeah. play guitar obviously. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> actually piano is my main instrument. Um, oh. I studied classical piano in Russia. Mm. My mom is Russian, so I lived in Moscow for two years. Studied classical piano, but I didn't really want to become a pianist. Um, so I quit, and actually... Do you regret it? I don't regret quitting, and I'm really happy for the two years that I spent there, because I learned a lot about music theory and things like that. But it kind of... Um, made me doubt myself as a musician as well mm. because it's so strict mm. like really really all the cliches mm. are true you know they're really strict mm. and I didn't open the piano for years after that I still continued writing songs but I didn't believe in myself as a singer as a musician nothing and then when I was about 18 I started playing in a band with a very close friend of mine a band called My Yellow House uh, which is also on Spotify and around on the internet mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a very pop uh, rock kind of a bit more commercial than what I'm doing now and then this spring so like about six months ago I decided to do my solo thing okay and your solo thing was there were four tracks out right at the minute yeah. and that's off of this um, the EP is called The Humans and Robots is that right Human versus, versus Robots, robots. yeah yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you now regret that title? Or <laughs> that laughter was like, oh God, no. maybe that was the wrong decision. No, not at all. I just think it's like kind of, um, I'm not sure if people understand what I'm trying to say or like... Well, okay, so let's jump into that bit now. You've jumped a long way down sort of the list of questions that I wanted to go through. Really. But, <laughs> Sorry. Um, but it's fine. No, let's, let's go there now. Um, so humans versus robots, what are the sort of main themes of that? Because I know what I think they are by listening to it. But um, especially on a track like Robots itself, yeah. which seems very sort of quite clear, actually, sort of what message you're getting across there. Like, True. where the hell is humanity kind of today? Exactly. When everyone's on their screens and behind sort of machines. Yeah. But was that sort of the theme you were going through for, through the whole album? Or what were you trying to get across? Yeah, actually, yes. I wanted to say no, but actually, yeah. I think it's about getting in touch with your own humanity. And, like, there's another song, uh, Under Your Skin, which is more about, like, letting down the guards that we tend to, like, have when we meet people. We're not really connecting. Uh, we have a mask that we're wearing. So mm -hmm. I think also, like, Dreamers is a song that is also about, like, something very personal and it's a lot of feelings yeah the feelings that make up what it is being human hmm. but under so. under your skin and dreamers the two i've written down here actually they're quite empowering but was that your intention as well i think it just happens like every time i 
not every time, but often when I write songs, they might be sad or whatever, but I always have like a hopeful kind of message mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. somewhere deep down, or maybe even like um, like Under Your Skin is clearly a very empowering song. Mm-hmm. Some songs are like I have some songs like from my new uh, record that people are like, "Wow, those lyrics are really sad, but the song sounds really happy." Yeah, I, I can no, and I kind of understand that even just from these. Like, yeah. the the lyrics start off in some of them quite sad, but then between it, there is this like sort of message of you know like be vulnerable, be yourself kind of thing. It's not not in a cliche way like be yourself, <laughs> pop riff, no, 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 weird. But yeah. you know what I mean. And, yeah. and I wondered, yeah, was that intentional? Was that sort of two ways of going about it intentional? Because they're not straight out poppy songs. They're quite melancholic sounding. Yeah. No, it's not like intentional. It's not like thought through, mm. but it happens. I think it happens a lot with everything I write, that it has like this mixed mixed signals mm. <laughs> like this yeah, double yeah, yeah. Uh, sword kind of thing yeah. um, because I am like that I have these contradictions in me mm. um, so I think that also reflects in my music I, my broken heart but you're holding on you're holding on still and you can take away my pride you can strip away mm, but the new stuff that I'm recording um, is fully produced and it will have like several guitar tracks it might have some strings percussion mm-hmm. so I'm very excited about that mm-hmm. the songs that I have online now are it was just you or yeah it's yeah. just me it's yeah. just the thing that I decided to do before I went traveling in the US I was like okay shit I just need to record some songs so I have something to show mm. if I might play yeah. a gig or whatever, yeah. you know? So it was more like a thing I just did very quickly to just get started because mm. I think that's important. Just release whatever you have and just keep the flow yeah, exactly. going, you know? But I don't really feel that they represent what I really want to do. I'm no, happy with no. the recording. I mean, it's a simple acoustic recording of four songs. I like acoustic music, but I also like to involve different elements okay so tell us a little bit about this new stuff you're recording what sort of sound can we expect um it's a bit more guitar based Mm -hmm. or actually a lot more guitar based i don't know if i'll even have any keyboard or piano sounds on it uh i think i'm gonna we're gonna have some strings Mm -hmm. uh so it still keeps the organic sound it's not going to be like full of synthesizers and electric guitars and stuff it's still Mm going to be pretty mellow relaxed a bit more jazzy okay and a bit more like the the yeah acoustic guitar sound like kind of what you hear in bossa nova or like mm, a bit mm. latin inspired mm. actually okay where are your sort of sources of inspiration oh to go from the two because as you say the first release is sort of acoustic folky dark ish mm-hmm. and now you're going into more jazzy sort of guitar driven stuff yeah so i like both so you're going to have different sources but what are they uh, a lot of people actually have compared my uh, the Human versus Robots uh, to Patti Smith, like a more mm-hmm. feminine version of Patti Smith is what mm-hmm. I often hear. And I do love Patti Smith a lot and PJ Harvey also. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also like Regina Spector yeah. like for the piano stuff. Yeah, I kind of got that vibe, yeah. I must admit. Yeah, so it's like a mix of those. Mm. 
my biggest inspiration will always be David Bowie. I love him. Even though my songs might not necessarily sound, I'm not, not like trying to sound like him, no, but no, no. in the songwriting and, and just as an artist, as a performer. Mm. And then, of course, Michael Jackson, Madonna, Prince, mm, like mm. all that great pop music mm. that inspires me a lot. It's funny you say Regina Spector, though, because I had thought about that yeah. when I was listening to it. And I was like, oh, yeah, kind of Regina Spectory. Yeah. Uh, particularly, like, not necessarily vocally, because she does all these bizarre little, like, sort of yeah. tricks with it. But that's fine. But even in terms of clarity of lyrics and stuff like mm-hmm. that, I was like, eh, I kind of see the similarity mm. there. Yeah, especially Robot. I mm. a track that sounds quite a lot. Are we out of the map? On a train bound to nowhere Running off the tracks Faces glued to the screen We don't talk anymore We barely remember What we used to talk about Now that the robots are at Where we briefly touched then on um, your voice, have you been professionally trained vocally or? I did take super some... powerful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I did take some classes. Uh, I mean, when I studied classical piano, we had also some you voice do have singing to do some. classes. Yeah. I, I also studied classically trained yeah. piano until about sixteen. Oh yeah. So yeah, I remember you had to do some, but yeah, um, and then I sang in choirs like most of my childhood. But as an adult, I've taken maybe like three vocal classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm pretty much self-taught. And not, not, not really even like self-taught. It's just like it took me some time before I found my own voice. Mm-hmm. Because for many years, like if you listen to my old recordings with my band, my voice is very different. It's very like pop, clean, nice. Um, and then I just decided... I, I, I didn't even decide. I just one day just stopped caring about how I sounded. Yeah. <laughs> and all these weird uh, kind of, maybe not weird, but different for me, different sounds came out. And um, yeah, I kind of found my own voice. Mm-hmm. No, and it's it took cool. time. It yeah, took it takes time. a lot of time. I'm still not comfortable with mine, actually. And now I've just come to the conclusion I'm just going to accept it. I mean, I'm not comfortable with it at the minute because my nose is blocked. But... But generally, yeah, I've just come to this idea that I will just accept it. But I spent a long time being like, yeah, but I don't sound like Dave Grohl. I want to sound like the guy who sings in the Foo Fighters. That's yeah. what I want to sound like. Like this screamy mm-hmm. sort of growly voice. And now I'm like, no, it doesn't sound like that. Yeah. It just sounds like this British guy trying to sing. <laughs> and that is what it is, <laughs> I guess. But. Acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned it when we were talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you do acting-wise? Um... Or is this like a big private matter and you're actually some movie star that, <laughs> no, that we can't like I am reveal? not a movie star yet. Uh, <laughs> um, I used to do a lot of theater growing up. I had my own theater company, like an uh, independent uh, theater company. We used to write our own plays and all that. And then I started doing some small roles in TV, film, commercials, and things like that. In Norwegian or English? Or? In, mostly in Norwegian. Yeah. So now I'm here in Berlin trying to do some more international projects mm. and yeah, maybe getting in touch with directors from 
different countries mm-hmm. to do so, English speaking roles. Yeah. So you're sort of keeping artistry, I guess, in your life all the time in some way or another. Yes, I, I try to do that. That's what makes me happy, you know. Yeah. I can't do anything else. No, no. Like, yeah. But now it you sounds have... like a cliche. No, but no, it's no, true. no, not at all. <laughs> like, there's a line in a song I really like by a guy called Jason Isbell, a country rock guy, mm-hmm. and he says, you know, just find what makes you happy and do it till you're gone. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's kind it's of like true. Bukowski's really, like Bukowski's line: find what you love and let it kill you. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like just keep going. Yeah. It. But now you're starting a sort of new proper job in inverted commas yes how are you going to balance all of this though it's a part-time job which okay, makes me really there happy we go. so Excellent. i have time to do all my music my acting projects but what are your musical ambitions then well i'm going to record this uh, ep um and i'm going to release it in the spring probably around march mm-hmm. And then we're going to start... I'm going to try to get a band together because I'm really tired of the singer-songwriter thing, of the soundscape of just the guitar and vocals or piano and vocals. I mean, it's nice, but now I've done that for a while and I really miss um, collaborating with other musicians Mm. and not necessarily have like a band, but just maybe different session musicians or whatever, a cello and a guitar or something like that. Um, so my plan is to, yeah, record this EP and then start playing shows with, um, other musicians mm-hmm. in the spring and the summer. And, uh, like in the long, yeah, on beyond the long that. term, Go beyond um, that. yeah, dream I, big. I want to conquer the world. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's scary. <laughs> it's mildly scary. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't mean it in like a bad negative way, in a good way. Conquer the world with love. I would say versus the other people who might end up conquering our world in politics or whatever at the minute, I would bad. pick you over them. Right? Yeah, definitely. Right. So Good. <laughs> no, I know what you mean about the whole band uh, thing. You just have this desire to gel with other people and play with other people. And... Yeah, because to me, music is such a... Like writing music can be very a very lonely process. I can also write with other people. I love that too. But most of the time, especially now that I'm doing my solo thing, I I do my writing alone. But to play music, I feel like is something that I would like to share because it's a music, live music is this feeling of community. And Mm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone is in this sort of, I don't know, not I don't want to say shared experience. That sounds very like marketing-ish. But um they're all in this sort of similar headspace, I get. And yeah. I guess. And someone said this to me before, um, that everyone actually wants you to do well. Like all of the audience, all oh, right, they might laugh at a few people who yeah. make mistakes and make idiots of themselves. But normally the people doing that know that they're making idiots of themselves. Yeah. Generally, the whole audience wants you to succeed. And so you're all in this sort of happy, quite successful sort of journey together. Yes, yeah. But it's hard to feel like that when all you're doing is playing guitar and piano, I must admit. Like, it's very hard to inject a sort of personality or some sort of yeah. difference when it's just you and an instrument. True. And it's also very fragile, vulnerable. Mm. But this is something that I've also gotten used to. Like, I remember the first time I played a show, just me and the piano or me and the guitar. I felt so naked. My hands were, like, trembling. Mm. Um, and then after a while, you kind of get used to that, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And then you look quite cool after yeah. a while, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> so your next steps is the EP, uh, the uh, album, sorry. No, I think it's, oh. I'm not sure. Oh. I think oh. it's going to be an EP. Okay, we think it's But it EP. might be But an it album. might be an album. <laughs> you might be super inspired now. <laughs> or, or, you know, let's yeah. see how we go. Yeah. Uh, where can people find all of this stuff? So you've got stuff on Spotify. I have stuff on all the major streaming services. Um, your Facebook too, right? I'm on Facebook, mariamork.music. Um, that's a, kind of a nice page to look out for mm. because I put like videos of myself tons just of stuff playing yeah. songs in my bedroom or whatever, which is kind of nice if, you, if you're curious about the mm. new songs because they're there. Um, and yeah, the next EP will also be released on Spotify and mm. Apple Music and yeah. Okay, you're going to play a song for us as well, yes, right? I am. On the guitar in a minute. But otherwise, before you get set up there, thank you very much thank for you. talking to us. Uh, it was a bit of a hard one to get in because I was then not going to be here. Then you had a gig that was cancelled. Yeah. Then I was sick, but we've done it now. We've so done that's it. That's good. Yeah. But yeah. Thank you very a much. Pleasure. Thank you. A big, big thank you to Maria for appearing on the episode. I think that was a super interesting conversation and, uh, yeah, just a really, really nice time. Before we went, we heard a song by Maria, and that's called Let Me Float, and we'll hear that in a little bit. But otherwise, it only remains for me to say thank you very much for listening to BPM Pod this week. If you want to find out more, you can do so on all of the usual platforms, whether that's Facebook or Instagram. Just look for BPM Pod or BPM Podcast, one of the two, and you'll find it there. Give it a like, and if you think there are people out there who will like this episode please do share it with them. It's only a click away, and it really means a lot to me if you can do that. You can also subscribe to the mailing list. That's available on bpmpod.com. Just go in there, stick in your emails, and you'll be the first to know when the next episode is coming out, and you'll get some other chat and talk along the way as well. Otherwise, as I say, thank you very much for listening. I'll be back in a couple of weeks with another episode, but until then, to play you out, Here is Maria Merck with the song Let Me Float. Stay lucky, everybody.
alive.